Cheers and welcome to another episode of Pop Talk, the podcast for people operation professionals. We basically do a fireside chat of anything people related within the workplace. Let's go ahead and start another episode. Today, we are going to talk a little bit more about um, everybody's favorite topic, um, at least this time of year, besides benefits and open enrollment, performance reviews. Dun, dun, dun. Um, my sarcasm, I hope you can tell through the uh, computer or audio, wherever you're at and listening. Um, the reason why I say my sarcasm is dripping out of your audio is because performance reviews, depending on your personal opinion can be a big pain in the ass. Um, (laughs) Whether you are the reviewee and you're going through the review or you're the manager and you just don't know what the hell you're doing. And sometimes you do know what you're doing, but it's just another additive onto your day and you may not have the energy or the capacity to really focus on the performance review that as you wish to do so. Um, for those who haven't necessarily had a performance review before, um, they vary from company to company and essentially it's just a meeting between you and your manager where you talk about your work. Um, the idea is to never have any surprises in the conversation where you're literally just reviewing what you've done in the past, your positives, your negatives, and shooting or creating goals for yourself in the future. More often than not, however, that is not the case. We tend to, you know, have surprises in these conversations. A lot of times we don't know that we're having surprises in these conversations. And you're like, oh, well, that would have been nice to know before when that happened. Or, you know what, it would have felt felt really great to have recognition when this positive thing happened. So it's unfortunate because more often than not, it, it, we do have surprises or we hear about certain things that we didn't know about in our reviews. Um, and you're kind of sideswiped by that. Um, and then also some other things that could possibly happen or things that you've encountered or that you've dealt with before is where your manager or yourself are creating goals And they have no alignment between them, whether you're creating certain goals and your manager's creating goals and then you're talking about them in the conversation or they're creating goals for you and you don't have a say in them and they have no alignment whatsoever to what you're actually doing because they don't really understand what you're doing in your job. I mean, there's a lot of different ways for the goal creation process to be misaligned. And what's interesting is that Seven Geese, it's a Canadian company that does OKR platform management. They actually have like a blog post out around, you know, like certain facts that you don't know about performance reviews. And I thought it was really interesting because only half of professionals in the workplace feel that their performance reviews are career oriented, meaning that they're going to, you know, progress their career in some way, shape or form by having that review, which means that there's a really good amount of managers out there working towards the ideal outcome of a performance review where you're continuing to push your employees, you're stretching them in their in their experiences, and you're able to grow their career in some way, shape, or form if it doesn't necessarily land in a promotion, but you're still growing their skill set and their learning. And so that's a, a good idea that we have 50% that are doing that and feel that way. But at the negative side, there's also that like there is another majority, right? Where 50% don't feel that way and 50% of managers don't do that. Um 
it kind of reminds me, I, uh, so I do a lot of coaching with management teams, right? Well, I help them develop their own skill sets or help them with their challenges. Like I, I do, you know, basically professional development for managers. And in one of the meetings that I had with a group of managers, um, we were talking about what management looks like at the organization. So that way we could create ideally a career path for those who are not in management to understand what it takes to become a manager, but not in such a transactional way. Well, it so happened that in that conversation, quite a few of the managers said, oh, they don't want to be managers. They have no idea what it takes. Like, I hate being a manager. It's ad- it's additive. It's, you know, time consuming, I, you know, on top of my regular job, you know, and, and they are individual contributors in addition to their management, which I totally get. It can be additive. But the attitude of like, oh, God, they don't they don't know what they're getting into. They don't know what that takes. Like they don't want to be managers. That was kind of depressing to hear. Um, There was a minority group in that particular conversation that didn't feel comfortable saying anything in that meeting, but came to me after the fact, mentioning how that's sad and that they love being a manager and that they don't feel that it's additive. And they wish they had more time to focus on that piece of developing their team. And they love walking through challenges with their people and developing them and figuring out, okay, when, where do you want to grow? And they're not afraid to start those conversations early on outside of performance reviews. And so... I mean, I I say that long-winded story essentially to reiterate the point that, you know, 50% of the workforce uh, in terms of managers is doing their job. They are developing their people. They're having those conversations and the performance reviews are progressing their career goals. And then the other 50%, it's not feeling that. Their managers are not doing that. And it's it's great that we do have a 50% workforce that feels that way and is doing it, but that just means we also have a lot of room to grow from a performance review perspective with managers not doing those conversations. Kind of moving on from that particular point, but still continuing it, I guess, because it's our theme, is around how much time this takes. Because we talked about how some managers think this is additive and that it can be annoying depending on their personal biases or preferences. And another uh, statistic that came out of Seven Geese's blog post is that managers spend an average of 210 hours uh, a year on performance reviews, 210 hours a year out of 2,080 hours of um, a year, because that's a full-time work year, uh, depending on where you work, I guess. That is the definitive answer for most companies, but um, sometimes you work 60 hour weeks versus 40. So just take that with a grain of salt, but essentially 210 hours a year. And that's an additive for most people. And, um, you know, it's something to think about that if, if you really were to break down how many hours a year that you spend on talking to your team on their growth, um, hopefully it's totally more than that 210. The 210, I think, based on their statistic, is basically actually conducting the performance reviews, depending on how often you have them or even those types of conversations. But I want you to take that statistic and really utilize it to say, okay, how can I make that average number of 210 hours a year count for myself and for my team members? Like, how can I make this more meaningful and more impactful? So, not just going through the motions during those hours or those conversations, but really doing the footwork, if you will, 
to make sure that when you do have those conversations, the impact and the meaning behind them are really telling to the employee themselves as well as the um, entire leadership team. Because it also looks good on you as a manager when you're growing your people and you're growing your teams and you're, you know, facilitating this effort within the culture itself. So just remember that it does come back to you in some way, shape or form. And if you're not a manager and you're either coaching managers or you're a reviewee, just remember that, that, you know, 210 hours out of your year doesn't sound like a lot on a minute scale, but at the same time, more often than not, it's additive hours. So it's on top of their, you know, full-time job. So just take that into consideration and try to be supportive in any way that you can with the managers who are having to go through this process. So uh, for instance, if you're a viewee, you know, Maybe say like, hey, would you mind that I go ahead and schedule the review for you on your calendar because I know you're super busy and you can't schedule the review yourself? Or how about we break it up into two sessions where, um, you know, maybe half of it's during this time and half of it's that time, although not ideal, but an option. So like just kind of giving a little bit of support there as the reviewee. Um, if you're an HR person like myself and you're supporting uh, managers going through this or even new people going through this that are not managers, just make sure that you're coaching them about how to make more use of that time, how to make that impact really there. And whether that's, you know, looking at data beforehand, if you utilize a system, um, whether that's having, you know, preemptive conversations leading up to the review, whether that's having practice reviews um, for people who are newer to the organization that don't really qualify for official review just some way, shape, or form, and coaching them and supporting them through that particular process. Um, you know, with that in mind, Seven Geese does talk about, like, companies wanting to, uh, you know, revisit or rethink their performance management systems, which makes sense because they are a performance management system company. Um, they also talk about, uh, you know... Multinational companies are having more regular conversations around performance reviews and careers. And that just basically says international companies do that. And I, I am mostly U.S.-based as um, an employer and who I work with as employers. So I can't really speak to the multinational um, inquiry, I guess, that they have. But essentially, more often than not, Generation Z, millennials, sometimes Generation X, depending on who you work with or your personal preferences, want to have those constant conversations of how am I going to grow in my career? What does growth look like for me? Does that mean a promotion? Does that mean a raise? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I want more challenging projects, but I don't care about my title or my finances, but I want a better impact. I want to be tied to the bottom line or the mission of the organization. Like, this is a want of these generations that are coming into the workforce and performance review conversations play a huge role in that type of engagement and satisfaction from an employee level. And if you're not the manager and you are the reviewee or the HR person, like speak up about those things. Say, I want these things. How do we get there? Um, I remember that I've coached a lot of people in organizations where uh, they want to be at X amount, but they're making Y amount. And so I say, okay, we'll have that conversation with your manager. Make that very transparent. Say, hey, manager, I'm at X amount. I want to be at Y amount. I get that that's not how our system works. Like, I get that we work a certain way. How can we sit down and plan with leadership 
for me to meet certain milestones, like what do I need to do to get to Y amount in a certain amount of time? Like say I want a three-year timeline because the jump is so big, or um, maybe it's a one-year timeline because the jump isn't that big. Um, or do I need to check off certain bullet points because we're so systematized that I have to get a promotion in order to get a raise? Like there's a lot of different things that can play into that. And so it's really just having that conversation if you're the other side of those reviews um, by saying those ones, because growth looks like different for every per- everybody. Um, just something to think about. Um, and then, you know, the nice thing to know about as well is that if you are a manager People really want these conversations. People really find value in these conversations, especially with what you bring to the table. If you put, I mean, you get what you give essentially, right? Like you get out of it what you put into it. And that's the same for any scenario essentially. But the more you put into it as a manager, the more you get out of it, but also your employee. And um, another statistic from Seven Geese is that 63% of employees think that they are worth their time. And that's above the 50% mark, which is good, but it's also kind of sad because there is a pretty big gap of who think these are wasted times. So again, it's one of those moments where it's like, hey, we're doing really good here, but there's still a lot of room for improvement and we're not there yet. Um, so I just want to kind of you know bring this back around to essentially everybody hates performance reviews. They, they're a big pain in the ass. Like there's a lot of upfront work. There's a lot of nervousness around. There's kind of like, oh, what's going to happen to me? But keep these simple tips in mind, whether you're the manager or on the other side of the table, nothing should ever be a surprise. If you think there's going to be a surprise involved or you're not sure, have a conversation before the official review. Say, hey, I just want to do some prep work. Um, you know, these are kind of my thoughts based on what we normally do in our process. You know, um, should I expect anything different or like can we kind of do a little prep meeting beforehand? Um, you know, most of the time these should just be true conversations, not just satisfaction surveys that are filled out. So hopefully there's a tandem of the quantitative along with the qualitative. Um, so that way you're having a conversation if you do have a system in place. Um But just do that, like make it a conversation, make it simple, no surprises, Um, really put the work into it to make it meaningful, showcase that there's growth, really help to set the goals. And next week, we will talk a little bit more about setting goals for performance reviews and what you can do there and some quick tips as a manager perspective or even um, setting it as the reviewee and having that collaboration with your manager. So I guess this would be part one of the two-part web podcasts of of uh, performance reviews. So um, I look forward to talking to you next Monday evening, a little bit more about setting goals within performance reviews. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to Pop Talk, the people operation professionals talk. I am Kelly, your host, and I am the founder and talent innovator at Build HR in the greater Denver area in lovely Colorado. I just want to invite you to send in your voice messages, whether you want to ask a question, confirm an idea, negate an idea, present a topic of choice, whatever that might be for you, just feel free to share your thoughts or your voices with me and let's start a conversation. That is what Pop Talk is about. So feel free to send those in. Thanks so much.